Hi there. Today we're going to be talking about a very important topic that's really dear to our hearts. Therapist burnout. <laughs> they just published this article. This is the new wave of the pandemic. Therapist burnout. This is something new and different. Or is it? I think we've been talking about burnout for a long time. We came out with our burnout handbook in 2019, pre-pandemic life. And we came out with it because we've been seeing it ever since we've been coaching. I mean, to be honest, that's the whole reason I went into private practice, as I was burned out at my county job. And what we see is kind of what I experienced too. You are burnt out in these other fields of work or other lines of work, and then you start a business and you think that that's going to save you or rescue you from that burnout, but it really just, you transmit the burnout into that business and it can continue once the excitement and the endorphins wane from doing something new, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's such a powerful piece that we don't really talk about a ton. And yet the first time that I experienced business or experienced burnout was in graduate school. Like before I'd even gotten through mm -hmm. the program, I was having symptoms of burnout. My um, colleague or my classmate for, in graduate school, she did her whole study on burnout in graduate students. Mm -hmm. So we're like setting people up for this experience, and, but we're not, for the most part, really talking about it and talking about how, like giving it a word right? And really giving it a phrase. It's sort of like, oh, that per like, oh, I'm so burnt out. And I feel like there's like a minimization that happens and a normalization that if you feel disconnected from your work, if you feel angry, if you feel sad, if you feel irritated at your clients, if you're falling asleep in session, if you're depressed, this is just the, the cost of doing business, or this is just the cost of being a part of this profession. And that's just, I don't think that has to be true. But we come from systems that set us up for that in a lot of ways. So for you in school, I mean, I know I worked two jobs and did full-time grad school, and then I actually got my first like full-time pre-licensed job before I had even finished classes. So I went to my professors. I'm like, can I take my exams early? Cause I, I... <laughs> oh my goodness. And so okay. there's this sort of like, there was this kind of scarcity stuff that was happening. So I had to do everything I could. Then you have all these hours you have to meet yeah. in systems that are either underfunded or they're overburdened in terms of like, amount of services they need to provide and what yeah. they really can. Yeah, I think that that place for me as um, a driven person, mm -hmm. having this, here's the amount of hours that you need to get, you need to have these 3000 hours. And at right. that time, they didn't have a limit of, they had sort of a limit, but it wasn't super clear about what you could do pre-licensed. And I did, I had a 32 hour a week job and I was really thankful that that job was one that gathered me hours. And then on top of that, I was going to grad school full time. Mm -hmm. And they told me, oh, this program is a two-year program, but it's going to take you three. 
which of course, being a driven person, I was like, <laughs> no, it's, you. no, it's not. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I remember the first moment when I finished with a session with a client and I was like, just stirred up and I went out and I didn't normally do this. We had a, um, our counseling program was one program inside of the Domestic Violence Sexual Assault Center. And I went into another program, which is not something I would normally do. And I just started kind of complaining. And um, I, I can't think of the word that's not the word I'm not supposed to say right now, but just complaining. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and I was like, as I was like complaining about the session and this client and how difficult they were, there was this second thing that was happening in the back of my head. I was like watching myself going, this isn't like you. What's going on? Why is this session activating you this much? This like, yeah, you have hard clients all the time. Why is this so different? And I remember having this like light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, you're burnout. Mm. This is what burnout feels like. And I went up into my boss's office and I said, oh my gosh, I'm like, here's the experience that I just had. I'm experiencing burnout. And she said, oh my goodness, this isn't okay. You're like, I'm so glad you came to me. What do you need? Cancel your clients for the rest of the week. Take some time off. Do whatever you need to do. Journaling, you know, how can we support you? My experience is an anomaly. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> I don't think most people are like, take some time off. They're like, oh, sorry, so-and-so called out, so you got 10 extra cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's more like, well, I'm sorry that's happening, and we're all stressed out. The experience for me was we're all stressed out here, and this is what it is. Yeah. And so you're not alone because your supervisor's stressed out, and their supervisor, and it just, like, comes down the line. Um to the frontline people, it's nothing new. It's it's nothing new. And because we were all, there was a certain level of burnout through our profession, like a, a pretty high level of burnout through our profession, before the pandemic happened, now we have this additional layer, yeah. right? It's not that, oh my goodness, this is another wave. It's like, it's like we had our own burnout, I don't wanna say pandemic, but like we had our own like huge issue with burnout and now we layered on a pandemic on top of that. Just magnified what's already yeah. there. And maybe like we talk about it being like the Instapot. It like pressure cooks some of the things to more of a for- forefront where people are being more vocal, which I think is good. Yeah. I think, like I said, coming from a system that's like, hey, we're all burned out and that's that's the way it is. And that's how that's like the status quo. And now we're saying, I can't keep this status quo anymore. Mm-hmm. That's the positive of it that yeah. at least... Now it's becoming more of a norm to talk about. You're seeing it more like in news, like you said, with the Forbes article. None of us are surprised, but I'm sure the rest of the world is like, oh, therapists are struggling. (laughs) Yeah, I think, and they're going, oh, yeah, I guess, like, uh, for a lot of therapists, we've gone into old patterns. Um, Suddenly, our, our boundaries may be very blurry between home and work if we've moved to virtual work. And we're taking on more people. And sometimes because we say, well, you know, it's a recession and people are struggling. So I'm going to slide my rate all around, which also means while my finances didn't change, my bills didn't change. So now I'm getting less 
for what the work that I'm doing. Sometimes they're taking on more clients from insurance companies that aren't reimbursing at rates that are really sustainable. So there's this, but there's a, there's also this sense of obligation that therapists tend to have of like people are hurting and I need to be the person to step in and step up because if I don't do it, nobody else is going to. And then they get to this point where they start falling asleep in session, feeling angry at their client, Mm. feeling like totally disconnected. And like, what does that, what does that really mean? And so I think we want to talk a little bit about that of like, what, are those signs and symptoms over the last next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about like specific strategies but i think sometimes even just identifying what what are the signs and symptoms of am i burnt out or am i heading towards burnout that i may need to identify in my own life what what might those be i think what's poignant about your story in terms of you realizing like watching yourself yeah. and being like this is not me I think that's a first clue, first of all, that there, there is, when we're so far into burnout, I think that's harder to do because yeah. we've lost ourselves. But if you're at the beginning of it, it doesn't feel like yourself. Yeah. And so it manifests differently for everybody. And I think we can talk about all those different ways. But I think that that's a good example to say, is it feel aligned with who you truly are? Are mm-hmm. you in a space mentally and emotionally that is your norm, your way of being and where you are most proud and happy to be. And if not, then that's usually. Yeah. Which is, which is interesting because if I was to look back on myself, um, I tended to be an overperformer, an overworker. Right. I didn't take the time off that I needed to. I didn't, you know, I got breaks if people didn't show up, you know? So it was like, well, I get this many no shows, so I'll just schedule people through lunch. And if I get a no-show or cancellation, then that's how I get lunch. Um, and then if like everybody, it was like the phases of the moon sometimes where it's like normally we had about a 20% no-show or late cancel rate. And then suddenly you'd get 100% of people showing up. And then you'd be like, oh no. <laughs> um, so I can look back and say like, I was, I was setting myself up for burnout the entire time so there's like a scope creep (laughs) yeah there was it was really interesting Mm -hmm. i think the other thing that's really really interesting as i think back to that time in particular when i was finally first learning about burnout but again i didn't always have like the full awareness i remember that i could start to see people who weren't necessarily therapists, but just people that worked in the agency. We would we had like a parking lot between all the different offices. So we'd be kind of walking back and forth, kind of like the, seeing people in the hall. And I could tell from the way that somebody walked and the way that they talked that they were getting ready for what I called a self-destruct notice, which was <laughs> like I would like we would get these little notes in our thing that said like this person doesn't work here anymore and like please do not share clinical information which it and so that that wasn't like oh they did they got another job they decided to move on it was oh something bad happened Mm -hmm. and this person is no longer an employee and i remember like i started to see it and feel it and i would start to like try to reach out to the person and like chat and be like hey like you know 
you know, it's okay to say no. And like, they'll really respect you. And, and I had had the experience at this agency that if I was to set boundaries that like they were respected and I would try to like encourage them to set boundaries and limits and, and what have you, you can't and blah, 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 blah. And they had the story um, in their mind and it was, mm. I was catching it too late. Mm. But, and I think that's the other part too, is like, could you, if you were just looking at yourself mm-hmm. on video mm-hmm. or on a picture, could you see it? Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking about our boot campers and their video journals. Yeah. So when we do boot camp, we have people like do a journal. They kind of keep it to themselves until they've been in boot camp for a while, but they do their first journal talking about where they're at, what they're struggling with, what they're hoping boot camp will help them with. And then two weeks later, we have everyone post their journals looking at that last video journal and reflecting on who they were two weeks prior and the transformation. And then usually nine times out of 10, it's, I didn't realize how tired I was. Oh, I didn't realize how scared I was or overwhelmed. And you, they don't see it until they actually go look at a video when they're in a little bit of a different space and they can, and we can see it yeah. also if they ever share those. We're like, okay, we we're, that's what mm-hmm. we're here for because, you know, being in private practice you're probably more of a go-getter, right? Because you want to do your own thing, right? A little entrepreneurial spirit within you. And so you're more likely to burn out because there is no like nine to five per se. And you are the structure. You are the one that creates the system and the culture. And so if it's not working, it's up to you to change it, you know, versus go get another job. But you're more likely to have that that kind of burnout. And so if you're leaving something that you're already burnt out in, then you're starting your own business. You might be replicating some of those things. And so some of the ways that we see it show up for people is when I like to think of it in a pendulum. Whenever you're going to extreme in any of those areas of your like wellness, that's that's a good red flag. So physically, you're like overdoing it because you're controlling, you want to control something, or you're not even addressing your physical well-being. Or emotionally, you're feeling intense feelings about mm. clients. Feeling defensive is a really good <laughs> red flag for me. <laughs> I feel defensive or kind of resentful. Um, or when you're totally numbed out. Yeah. And what other areas do you think too? I think environmentally when you're not taking care of things Mm -hmm. and things are starting to pile up or that you're super controlling of your environment and like out of anxiety and frustration and like trying to control something. Yeah. Like I can, I I could always tell based on like what my car looked like. Right. (laughs) There you go. Like I'm like a messy and there's a, we, we go over this in boot camp. this like red light, yellow light, green light. Yes. Of like, okay, what does like green light look like in terms of like my, my life and my business? And I got this from a training, a trauma training Mm -hmm. like years ago. And I, I, I I actually found this CE certificate and it showed it was through cross country, but it didn't actually show who the presenter was. was. (laughs) I was like, oh man, I've been wanting to give credit to this person. I cannot find her. But uh, red light, yellow light, green light. And she gave this great example of like green light, 
you know, she's got a chair in the corner of her bedroom and the chair is like completely clear, mm-hmm. yellow light. There's like a few things that need to be like put away and hung up. And then like red light is like <laughs> the chair is like completely yeah. like covered. And I think that shows up in terms of our to-do lists, our calendars, our project management, um, you know, the clutter around our house sometimes. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be um, like the my green light, the chair would be clear clean and then the yellow light um it would be um like deep cleaned and (laughs) the red light would be it's reupholstered and the whole room has been rearranged (laughs) i'm just saying no that's the piece right you gotta know you determining what life looks like for you and in that in that process so yeah, I think it's just such a, a powerful conversation. If you are are noting that some of these things kind of hit, you are not alone and it's very normal. And we're going to, again, we're going to be talking about a little bit more strategies. We have a, a burnout handbook totally free that you can kind of download to start going into this. But we're also going to be doing a live event Um, and this is a live event we've done a couple of times and the response that we get from Mm. therapists is just amazing in terms of how this helps reinvigorate them, reconnect them, helps them get, um, clarity on where they need to put some attention, where they need to put some boundaries, where they need to attract more of what they need to feel really good about their business. So you are invited to come to that. It's got three CEs. Um, 3CE eligible for APA and MBCC. Um, and you can find all of this at zinnime.com forward slash free, or of course the show notes. But I know if you're like listing in the car, um, just mm-hmm. go to our website, click on free trainings and, and you'll be able to access it. Or of course, if you're listening to this in the podcast and you can click on the show notes, we have it there too, but you're invited. Um, we want to help support you. You matter. And your clients need you to be at that high function. You right? need you to be at that. Like this life is short and we need to enjoy it and seize the goodness of it. And if our like focus is really on, it's not about like, oh, go take your bubble bath and write in your journal. And those are all good things. But we also are looking at what is the context and the system that we've created and how can we shift it to support us? How can we create a business that supports a great life for us as well as great outcomes for our clients without this burnout? You know, um, There are self-care things to do, but this is what's going to be a little different about this series is really in everything we do, actually, masterclass that's coming up. It's all about that creating a business that really aligns with the kind of life that is good for you mm-hmm. and that the clients are getting great outcomes and you're energized by that work. You know, just check yourself for a moment. How are you feeling? Even listening to this podcast, do you feel like going in and seeing another client or you're like, I really wish I could take a vacay to Hawaii because I can't keep doing this work. So look and see where you're feeling energetically because we've been so busy. Your phone may have been ringing off the hook or your clients are in so much crisis. There has been time to slow down and connect, connect with yourself and see where you're at. So this is like understanding your red light, yellow light, green light, Mm -hmm. and knowing 
where are you and doing things to keep you in that green, <laughs> yeah, a green place. And you know, if you're in a system, right, whether you maybe you're still in an agency system, maybe you are in private practice, wherever you are in your spectrum of private practice, if you're in a system that's not working for you, there is not enough bubble baths in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? There's not enough. You could have a full time masseuse. And if this system that you've created or that you are working within does not fit you, it will not matter. Your body will keep increasing the symptomology until you hear it. All those areas, your environment, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of it is going to get louder and louder. Yeah. So we hope that you'll join us for the masterclass. It's going to be really fun. We'll have giveaways. It's going to be rad. Even if you're listening to this later, just check out the free page. We've got other stuff for you. But um, we'll see you soon and hope you'll tune in next time. We're going to be delving in deeper into particular areas you can start updating and shifting in your life and in your practice. Until next time.